This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am here, not at home, but in Dallas, Texas, recording this. This is going to be a recording of the workshop that I ran yesterday. So I'm going to re-record it so that we don't have all the breaks and all the feedback, um, just because I think it'll, it'll be a better experience for you to go through this process of really looking what it's like to plan to be fulfilled in your role of mother. I think a lot of times all the tasks that we take on as moms on the side of work and home and taking care of ourselves, they can almost start to feel depleting. They can be the things that we look forward to least. And yet this role that we're in as mother is one of the ones that maybe we we really want to feel great about. And then we end up doing these, spending time doing things that don't fill us up. And so that's what this is about. And again, I'm here in Texas right now recording this with, you all know I have three teenagers and right now I am with my brother's um, newest, new addition. It's his first kid who's seven weeks old. She's here with me and I'm watching her while her parents are working and getting out of the house for their first time since having a baby. So it feels really... Um, I don't know, it just feels really good to be doing this workshop from right here in a whole different phase of, of being with a little one than, than teenager, teenagerhood can be. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about. And by the way, you can totally listen to this while you're walking, driving, whatever. There's nothing that um, I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes. But I am going to record this in a way that you could press pause and actually write down the things that I'm asking you to write down and finish with a really clear idea of some ways that you can feel more fulfilled right now in the next couple of weeks and what that would look like to unfold over the course of, of your season, all right? So everything that we do around here, everything that I'm teaching this, this fall, I've really wanted to, and I am showing up to do all these workshops that take, that go through different topics, right? We're always talking about different topics, whether it was motherhood, we're coming up with work and then food and then the holidays, but all of the things are going to be based on how to look at that thing through the flow planning process. So 
the simplest form of the flow planning process, there's more complex models of this, but in its simplest form, the flow planning process is about making time to cast a vision, to not just do things because we think we're supposed to or because everybody else is, um, or because we don't have time to really even understand what we want and tap into our amazing intuitive wisdom. But we take this time to cast a vision. And so this workshop will be a little bit of vision. And so we have vision and then we plan and planning has a couple steps. That's not what this workshop is going to be about. But the one I did a few weeks ago is about that. So you can go back and listen to that. And then we, after we plan, there's this concept of needing to practice, practicing following through. So just because we plan doesn't mean that we always fulfill that plan. And I, I pause before I said do, because around here, we're not only thinking about things that we do, but also just ways of being and how to get more sleep, which feels a less like a little less like an action, right? So we're thinking about all the different, all the different ways that we can fulfill our plans. So in this workshop, we're going to cast a vision, I'm going to, I'm going to explain maybe a new way to think about motherhood, that will hopefully inform how you cast your vision. We're going to start planning what that could look like, and I'm going to give you a framework for what you could do on a regular basis to keep planning around this topic. And then we're going to learn a framework to follow through, which is a continuation of this, this planning process. And I also am going to invite you into a more supportive way to practice following through. If you like what you hear here, we starting next week are going to have a four week live container where we keep going with this and you get feedback and coaching. And if you want to see what's that, what that is like, we had amazing people show up for the live workshop and I did coach at the end and it was really amazing. It's always amazing. I'm always so grateful for how trustworthy women are who seem to show up to our calls and just vulnerable and real and just the conversations we have, I just think are what we all need to be having. So obviously in this format, it's not a back and forth, but I would love to have a back and forth with you if that talks to you. And so basically I've explained this a couple times on the podcast, but in case you're new around here, by the way, welcome. Um, I usually only work with people for a year at a time, but this fall, I'm really, really excited to have these I don't know, little pods, let's call them that these little four week containers that aren't even all separated by time, some of them are overlapping, but they're around topics. And so that we can just dive deeper into what it looks like to really lean into that topic or multiple topics for four weeks. Um, and it's the cost of a month in a flow in flow, you don't get everything that you get in flow. If you're in flow, you get all this. That's our year long program. But you definitely get a taste of what it's like to more than a taste. You get to really understand what it's like to be supported around this thing, in this case, motherhood. All right. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we're done. Okay. So we're going to start off by looking at an updated way to look at work-life balance and how to define motherhood in the context of your life. Because here's the thing <laughs> I 
definitely believe in balance. And I get a lot of pushback on that from colleagues and peers. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute I believe in balance. And I think for those of us who have kids, that that life piece, though, is it's a little bit misleading because what is what does that mean, right? And is is that motherhood? Is it more than motherhood? And I think a lot of times that role of our role as mothers becomes life, and we forget about all the other pieces. So we really want to look at how motherhood fits into all of that and what pieces of it we want to claim. And then as we're going through our lives, also claim the other parts, right? So our ourselves in our relationships and how we want to be in our homes, all the different parts, right? All right, again, fair warning, I have a baby by my side and I'm going to try my hardest to get through this. All right, she just she just fidgeted a little bit. So the other thing I want to say is that balance is a feeling. So I have seen this over and over and over again. But when we're in alignment with our vision, with what we really want, and we plan from that, we feel balance when that's what we're following through on. Now, it sounds really easy. It is not easy because there's a whole bunch of other things that come with it. Like there's things that are just part of our life, things that we've learned, things that we think we need to do. And to really lean into most of our visions, it involves making boundaries, having limitations, right? And we don't always want to do that. So it's really simple, but it's not always easy. But the point is, is that it's a feeling and it has less to do with what is on your calendar and more to do with how you feel about it. And when you're in alignment, you feel good and in balance. And when you're out of alignment, you feel out of balance. And I've seen over and over again that there can be people, and I've experienced this in my own life, I can have weeks where there is so much going on and I feel so imbalanced because it's all things that I'm were part of my vision that I'm really wanting to bring to life. I might even have to do some of the hardest things of my life and I can still feel imbalanced. And then there's other weeks where there's nothing, not much is going on, but maybe some piece is out of balance and I can feel that. So it has a lot less to do with all the things and a lot more to do with our feelings. So that's why we have to get unpack those a little bit over the course of this workshop, all right? So the first thing we're going to do is we are going to look at motherhood and we're going to look at ourselves in the context of motherhood. And to do this, we are going to answer three questions. So this is the part where I need you to have a pen and some paper. And eventually you can listen to the whole thing if you want the first time, but eventually you're going to press pause and you're going to answer these questions on paper because getting it out of your head and onto paper is a really, really, really important part of this process. So you could think it for right now, but I really want it on paper at some point. Promise? Okay. So the first question you're going to answer for yourself is what do I need? What do I need? Right? I want you to be really honest. Some things that came up on our live workshop and have come up in my life are exercise, alone time, time with my husband, nourishing food, 
On the workshop, we also had time to decorate, time to declutter. We had a lot of alone times, actually. Time to take a shower. What is it that you need? You can write down one thing. You could write down 10 things, but I find that the magic number is somewhere around three. What are those first three things that come to mind? Like, I really need this. And on purpose, I did not say want. Now, in the way that most of us have been conditioned, the things that you're going to write down are more like wants. But I need us to start to see them as needs. They are needs. Alone time for a long time for me felt like a luxury. But as an introvert and a creative, it is like literally essential to my well-being to have some alone time. Yes, it is nice and privileged that I can create that, but it's really important. So I need us to start shifting this story, okay, of how these things are actually needs. They're actually needs. So what are your three? Here's the next question. What does your kid need in their current phase? So if like me, you have more than one child, I would love you to do this for each child. Because one of the other things we do as moms is we sort of glump it all together. But as we know, as mothers, each of our kids is so different. And even though we might parent them in the same way, they actually need quite different things because of their differences. So I want you to think about your child, each one, in their current phase and really think about what they, what they need. And I have two questions that go with this that might help clarify. So one question that I like to ask when thinking about what they need, because again, like your needs, it's so easy to answer this in a way that we think what they're supposed to need, right? And that causes some chaos in our planning. So this is about what do they really need? So one question we can ask is, what does connection look like for the for that child? Does it right now? And this is about right now, right? So right now, are they really needing to be seen? That's sometimes a younger child really just needs to be seen, needs to be witnessed, needs to see your gaze. Or an older child, maybe who's a performer, might need to be seen, right? Or do they need to be heard or loved or touched or nourished, right? Again, there's no right or wrong answer, but what really resonates with what connection looks like to your kid? Because that might mean, that might be a clue to what they need right now. Another question that you could ask, and again, you don't have to do all of this, but this is all to get at the heart of what each child needs. What does their future self need from you right now? So does their future self need encouragement? Do they need you to hold space instead of fix things? Maybe their future self needs family dinner because they need to see how they can sit down and eat healthy food and have some modeling around that. 
Maybe that's what their future self needs. Maybe they need a skill like how to do their laundry or how to eat veggies or some social skills that you're the one who can teach them or some organizing skills. So what does their future self need from you? And I obviously we all want to give our kids all the things. So I really want you to think in terms of this season. What do they need from you right now? Like for the next six weeks. And then you can do this again. I do this over and over again. I do this quite frequently. So let me give you some examples. So for example, I have a kid right now who just went to college and he's coming up against all kinds of things that we used to step in for and be able to help him with. And he's there and he needs to do it. He's been really sick and he needs to take vitamins and drink lots of water. And he really needs encouragement to stay, to stay the course, to lean into the person who can take care of himself in that way. Does that make sense? Um, I have a kid right now who is having a little bit of a hard time and she doesn't need me to come in and do words. <laughs> she needs me to really hold space for her. That's what her future self needs. So if she's going to be a person who thrives in the future and she, one of her future dreams, very close future next year is to travel the world. If she's going to travel the world, she's going to need to be able to regulate her emotions. And I'm not going to be there to say, take a deep breath. So what she needs from me right now is just to hold space for her, just to be with her, be super present with her. That's what, what I mean by holding space. And I'm doing that for the for her dream, for the dream that I know she has. If I was thinking about just tomorrow, I might do something kind of different but I'm not. I'm thinking about the future. And sometimes I want to go and swoop in and fix everything. <laughs> and this is where we're going to get into what this actually looks like. Because if I go in and swoop in and fix everything, I'm spending my time in a different way than I would spend my time if I worked on that desire within myself and figured out how to just hold space for her really effectively. Does that make sense? All right. So here's the next question. Again, there's three. So, so far we've done, what do you need? What does each of your kids need? And what is out of alignment? So what's holding you back? So I just gave you a hint about what's holding me back with basically both, all, both of my kids right now, both of the older two. I have three kids, but the older two is, oh my gosh, the instinct to just go do everything for them is very strong in me right now. But they're 16 and 18, and I also so want them to be like amazing humans in the world. Like that's my dream for them is to be independent um, humans who are changing the world and doing exciting things, which is their vision for themselves too. I'm not projecting this on them. This is like what they want. And in order for them to have that, um, I actually have to spend some time almost like regulating myself not to step in. Does that make sense? So I think about that. I think about the work I need to do to release, to release them into the world in this phase. 
in the past, things that have been out of alignment for me have been volunteering too much at school. And one year I realized that everything I was doing when I volunteered was like taking me away from my kids. So I was like helping the school with marketing and like making events. And every time I did that, I would go to meetings at night instead of being home for dinner. So at some point I'm like, this is too much. This is out of alignment with my desire at that time was to really be great at family dinner. So I stopped. Now, I know we can't stop everything tomorrow, but I made a plan to stop. This is where planning comes in handy because once we have a vision and we understand what everybody needs, then we can make a plan and we're going to get to that. But I just want to be clear. This isn't about just like stopping things, but until you're aware of what's happening, it's really hard to make decisions and and do the right next thing that puts you in alignment. Another Other things that have been out of alignment or that get shared um, quite often around here are blaming others, right? So blaming teachers, other kids, parents for what's going on. Another thing that can be out of alignment for a lot of parents is the amount of driving that we do, and that can feel really depleting. And then the big one, which is doing everything and feeling like as mothers that we do all the things and that we're tired of that. So these are just some examples of things that can really feel out of alignment. So what we want to do is we want to be able to answer these questions. And when we're thinking about what we're planning for, a lot of times, so I think when we're in our head and we're thinking and we're not, you know, leaning into this way of figuring out to plan for flow, very often we might try to, um, you know, if we need exercise, we put exercise classes in our calendar. But once you start to see what's out of alignment, you might notice that you're not ready yet to plan for the exercise classes. You actually need to plan for what's out of alignment. Does that make sense? So I love the story that I've probably shared here before. Um, that I actually heard her say live in a lecture, but then I also reread in the book Atomic Habits. And it's the story of Twyla Tharp, who's a, a famous dancer. And so basically as a dancer, her job is to, you know, be able to move her body really well, right? So she, part of her job was to go to the gym every morning for two hours because she was a dancer. And so, you know, technically that was, her habit was to go to the gym. But what she said was that actually wasn't her habit because once she was at the gym, the two hours were easy, but the habit of getting ready and getting in, out the door and into the car, that was what was hard for her. So that's what she planned for. And once she was in the car and saying she was going to the gym, it was like no big deal. She had all the things, she did all the things. So I say that, I share that story because most of us need to start with what's out of alignment. We need to plan for that, right? So if I want to have more alone time and I want to spend more time listening to a child, because that's maybe what I pinpointed as in connection, and I notice that the reason that there's no time for this is because I'm always working, or I'm always volunteering for something, and that's where I keep getting stuck, or I'm always driving, if I just go and put alone time and 
um, spending quality time with my kid on my to-do list, I'm not going to do it because I haven't freed up the time yet. But if I go make a plan for how to stop volunteering at school or how to end work earlier and see that out, then I have a chance. And so that's what we're really looking at. That's what we're really planning for. So what I would love you to do is, is do that for yourself. Choose one thing. Don't do all of this. I want you to really get the awareness around all of this. But what I would love you to start with is what's one thing that you need? That's the action I would love you to take from this podcast. And then you can keep going. I recommend doing this on a weekly basis, which I'll get into in a minute. And adding a thing to your week each week. Just keep building on this. And again, if you want to join us live, that would be amazing. This is also the kind of thing we do in Flow365 every single week. It's all about showing up over and over in this way. Um, But I would really focus on one thing right now. So I would pick what's one thing you need, what's out of alignment, why isn't it happening, and how can you make that, how can you plan for that? How can you plan to get in alignment? And so this first week might be about the alignment piece, and then by next week or the week after, you might be able to add the thing in in a more congruent way. All right, that's part one. Here's part two. Part two is taking time every Friday, okay, to make a plan. This is what we do in Flow 365. But in this case, because we're thinking about motherhood, I have some specific questions that I want you to answer just about motherhood. And there is a worksheet for this in the show notes that you can go download. So definitely go download that and then you could print them out. You could put them in a binder or put them in a clipboard and you could revisit this every every Friday. They're also in the show notes. So you could also do this in a journal, right? All right, here are the questions. Number one, what can I celebrate this week about being a mom? What went really well? And then I want you to keep going. Why? Why did it go really well? And be as like detailed as you can and be as like small as you need to be. Like this doesn't have to be huge. This can be little things. I asked, I connected with my kid in the car and we had an amazing five minute conversation. We stayed five minutes longer at the dinner table because I put all the bowls on the table instead of constantly popping up myself. I woke up a little bit early on one day and meditated before I saw my child and it was different, right? There's so many things that you could celebrate and I want you to find them. And I want you to really understand why And for the most part, I think you're going to notice that it goes back to it felt really in alignment. It felt in alignment with your values, with your vision, with just the purest version of yourself. All right, here's the second question. What did not go well? And I don't want you to get all judgy about yourself, but maybe you yelled 
So maybe for you, that's not okay. So write that down. And again, we're going to ask why. So you yelled. So really think about why. Maybe you didn't sleep at all the night before. Maybe there was so much traffic. Maybe your boss just yelled at you. Or client just yelled at you. All right, we're going to have some baby noise. So I want you just to name all those things. Do you see how knowing that you yelled because you didn't sleep might have you focus on something different next week, like sleep. So this is all to get intel so that you can really respond and get alignment and feel fulfilled because you're leaning into the most aligned version of yourself. And the third question I want you to ask, and this is going to help you sort of look at what didn't go well or maybe even what did, but what's really going on? What's really going on? So, you know, maybe what didn't go well is, you know, your child was really frustrated with homework. You know, and and the initial thing you might say is they have a bad teacher. But what's really going on? Or maybe it was so stressful getting out the door every morning and you just wish school would start later. What's really going on? So many answers to that, by the way. Maybe you need to wake up 10 minutes earlier. Maybe no one's getting enough sleep. Maybe the front hall is messy. And then instead of trying to schedule getting out the door better or whatever, we just spend an hour cleaning the front hall. See how that can shift it when we really are clear about what's really going on? What can we personally take responsibility for? Because blame isn't so helpful because it usually relies on somebody else solving the problem for us. And we really want to be able to solve these problems for ourselves. We can ask for help. We need to ask for help and support. But we have to take the responsibility to start. All right, here's the fun part. This is what we plan for. What's one thing that you can work on this weekend? And then the next question, the fifth one, so these are the five questions, again, that we've gone through that you can ask yourself every Friday. The fifth one is, what's one thing to plan for next week? So on Friday, around mothering and how I show up as a mom, I love to ask this question because I still kind of work traditionally, which is that I try to take more time off on the weekends, and I try to work on the weekdays while the kids are at school. I think a lot of us do that, although I know that when my kids were little, it was really important that I could work on a Saturday because it's when my husband was home. So do this in the way that makes most sense for you. But I find that because everyone's home on the weekends, because the rhythm's different, there's different things I can work on on the weekend that are harder in the week, and there are certain things that need to be worked on in the week that just don't even happen on the weekends, right? And so that's what I'm thinking about. So maybe this weekend I would do, I, maybe I do wash and maybe I would do it with my kids so that they're doing it, right? And then maybe next weekend, you know, maybe this weekend I would be the one to do it and they would watch me. Maybe next week weekend they would be the ones to do it and I would watch them. And maybe on the third week I would just see what happened if they did it. 
or something like that. That's a weird example, but that's the week, the weekday. If I tried to do that on a Tuesday with homework and violin lesson and soccer and whatever else is happening, I have teens now. I did none of that when they were little, by the way, which was one of the ways that I made a lot of this work. (laughs) Um, But it wouldn't work on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, maybe we'd be looking at like, how can I really make sure that I connect with each kid for 10 minutes in the way that is most in alignment with them? So I have one kid who just needs some hugs. And I have another kid who just wants me to like talk to them. Very different, but you know, undivided 10 minute attention in each way would really serve them well on a weekday. It's a little harder on a weekday, right? Because I'm working and making dinner and all the things, but I know that would make a difference. So that's what I might write down for this week. Actually, not for this week that I'm recording this because I'm in Texas. (laughs) Um, All right. Does that make sense? And again, there's this sheet that you could use every Friday and you could spend the next few months really seeing what it's like to feel more fulfilled, to feel more in alignment by just doing this every Friday for 20 minutes. It doesn't have to take long. You get to go to a coffee shop with your sheet or um, I hope you guys are hearing this gurgling while I'm recording this. Um, You could go to a coffee shop. You could go to a park you could just do it while you have breakfast at your kitchen table, but you, you integrate this into your Fridays. That's how you make it happen. And in flow 365, we plan for the following week, all the areas, not just motherhood, but all the areas every Friday. And so because my focus has been a little bit on relationships with my kids and my family this past year, I've spent a separate little segment just focused on this. And it's, it's really, really been helpful really been helpful. In 2023, I'm going to do more of this around decluttering, but I've let that go for this year because connections to me are more important right now. And sometimes they're related. Actually, what happened when we ran this live is the most amazing human ever came on and just said that the decluttering piece was the piece that she needs to tend to because um, she feels like a messy home is really going against how she wants to be as a mom, how what she wants for her kids. Now, we unpacked that a little bit because there was a lot of how it might, maybe how it should be and all that. But once you start unpacking it, you can see the next steps. So whatever comes up for you is real, trust that, right? Trust that. Okay, so now we're going to move into our calendars. And what on earth our calendars have to do with how fulfilled we are as a mother? <laughs> I know it sounds weird because calendars feel like they're more for work and workouts and meal planning or whatever. But I promise that this has really shifted my life because what I used to see is that when I looked at my calendar and I do color code my calendar. So I'm going to give you a little color coding lesson. So I color code my calendar so that when I look out over my week, And in the flow planning process, we cast a vision for each week. So I've asked you to have a vision for motherhood in this context, but some weeks might be really work focused. Some weeks might be really family focused. Some weeks I might really need to focus on my health. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not working while I'm focusing on my health. It's just I want to be really clear on my vision for the week so that if I'm focused on my health, I'm working, but not at 
not sacrificing my health, like in a way that really supports my health. Does that make sense? So what I want to do is um, be able to look at my calendar and see all the different parts. So I we have a family calendar, which is for all like the things, like the activity type stuff that is around kids. Um, I have a work calendar, and in my work calendar, I actually um, separate out um, working with clients, creating content, that kind of like different areas of my work, um, marketing. And then, so, and those are, it's more like a shade of the same color, so I can see that that's all, all work. I have a, a self-care color, so I can make sure that I see that that's happening in the way that I need it to happen. I have a home one. I have a food one. And so I can look out over my week and really see that I'm tending to all the different areas that I really want to tend to. And with motherhood, it used to be all about like kids' activities and driving and when school was out. And I was like, gosh, if this is reflective of motherhood, then that doesn't feel very imbalanced. Like if, if I can tell a story in my calendar and that's what motherhood is, that doesn't feel imbalanced. And that's really where all this, all we've done so far came from. So what we want to do is it's great to have those things, by the way, in your calendar. It's great to have all the when is school out and when do you need to pick up your kid because that will help you to really feel organized. And it's also helpful to have some of these less tangible things. Like for the past couple of weeks, I've had journaling in and I put like a special colon after that that's like, let release. <laughs> it's just like release. How do I let my kid land in college? I was so I was holding so tightly, and I'm still in the process of it, but I was holding on so tightly. It wasn't his problem. There was nothing I could do, but I had to work on that. I had to work on letting go so I could do my work. I could be healthy. I could be in relationship with my other kids and my, my husband and all the things. So I made time for that. And when I see that on my calendar, that gives me so much joy. When I see the time every Friday to answer those questions, that feels really aligned to me. So that's something that I put in my calendar in this special color that's around how I mother. Um, sometimes I put extra, you know, every week I don't do all of this. I just want to clarify, but if there's, you know, this past week I've put in extra time. Um, I'm, I'm trying to help my daughter in a couple ways. And so I've put in extra time around that and I choose, you know, can I give her some of my work hours, right? All planning is, is making choices. So I'm just choosing in advance. And then I feel really good about it. And then I don't feel like I didn't do this work thing. I feel like, no, I really leaned into what I want, which is to work and be a great mom. Maybe one week, there's a lot of things around food because I one of my goals is to really get family dinner on the, on the working in a different way, actually for the fall. We are in this like weird thing now that one has gone away to college and the two girls have kind of different schedules and my husband is going back to work after really being home for all of the pandemic. And so it's like, what does dinner, what does family dinner look like? How, how do we meet that where it needs to be right now? Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the important thing about planning is I'm noticing these things as I'm doing that practice every Friday. But I'm not making that 
a to-do list. I'm not going off a to-do list. Part of the flow planning process is that I get all these things out of my head. I get them onto paper, right? I understand by the end of that, the one thing I'm going to work on on the weekend and the one thing I'm going to work on next week. And those come out like what I just shared, right? So the one thing I might work on next week, or this is my last week one, was really about letting my kid land. This week, it's going to be a little different. I'm noticing what it's like to support everyone from afar, because I am afar. And I make time for those things. So all of a sudden in my calendar, again, I have journaling. I have let my kid land. It's in my calendar, (laughs) right? Support my kids from afar. What does it look like to like support kids and be on text? When do I FaceTime them? When do I call them? Are there, you know, like, how does that work? I'm going to be in a different time zone. So I'm thinking about all that. With dinner, it's like, but I'm not going to do like the dinner one, the journaling one, the planning one. I'm not going to do them all at once. So I get all these things down. And then when I open my calendar, like I look at my week and I, I, I put what's real. I really create balance by looking at time. So if this week I'm really needing to do the college thing, do the journaling, really understand my relationship with my kiddo right now, then that's all I do. And then next week I'll do the dinner thing. So the thing about taking a list and putting it into a calendar, which we will come back to over and over again in all these workshops on any topic this fall, because this is the flow planning process, is that we have this vision We get the things out of our head and onto paper, and then we have to get them into time because that to-do list mentality where nothing is in time and we're just checking things off and it's endless, it's really not motivating. And it doesn't create balance. So I just hope that at this point, you can go, you've decided what's happening on the next weekend you're having, depending on when you're listening to this. You've decided what's happening next week. One thing that you're responding to, whether it's an obstacle with a kid, with yourself, and you're putting it in your calendar. And as you do this week after week, it is a practice. There's no perfection. You still might yell. You still might get frustrated. We're human. But over time, you will notice that you feel more and more in alignment with your vision with how you want to show up in this role as mom. And you will feel really fulfilled. And if it wasn't clear, we can do this at any stage. Once you're a mother, you're always a mother. So you might be thinking about toddlers. You might be thinking about grade school kids or teens like I am. But once your kids leave the, leave the house, we talk about this all the time in Flow 365 because there's many people whose kids have left the house. You're still in relationship with them. You're still a mom. And you still constantly have to figure out like what it is you really want. Right? Once we're in relationship, it's a, it's a process. We always have these relationships. So what does it look like right now? It might not be so much part of your day-to-day. It might not be a weekly process once they leave. It might be a monthly process. But you can still think about how you want that to be and how you want to support. All right. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited.
for what you are going to create. Now, if you have questions, if you can see how feedback would be helpful, um, what happens is that as you bring these things up, you know, you, you, it's helpful to talk it out. I truly believe we all have the answers within ourselves. But as you talk things out, you can just see more clear. You can get feedback if you need feedback. You can get suggestions. So if you want that level, the coaching, and you want to be reminded what to do each week, and you want this to sort of spiral, you want to take all the different pieces and really integrate them over the course of time, because I just gave you a lot in, a, in an episode, then come join us. Come join us for Easeful Motherhood. Come experience four weeks of leaning into who you want to be as a mother and how to make your life reflect that. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so great. We, you don't, we're not going to be doing, you're not going to have access to all the things that are flow 365, but you're going to have access to a lot of it. And the reason that I'm doing it this way is because uh, we have a really tight group. I would love any of you to be in flow 365 but I found it's harder to like land somebody in that for just a four week period. So this is like a, a, sm a smaller thing that will give you a gist of what it's like to be supported in this way. And part of this experience will be some nervous system work, which I'm super excited to offer as a bonus. And it's just going to be great. So I hope you'll join us if this is calling to you. The link is on our homepage at plansimple.com. It's also in the show notes and we are starting soon. So go check it out and go sign up and come join us for four weeks. This is the first four week container I have opened up in a very long time. And I'm super excited to be doing it on this topic. All right, I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.